Mic check for all my people who are listening in the U.S. and celebrate it. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Mine was spent sitting on my ass playing video games because I don't talk to most of my family. <laughs> I actually had my Thanksgiving uh, two weeks ago, um, which was just fine. It was only with a couple members of my family, the ones that I'm actually okay with. But yeah, actual Thanksgiving kind of sucked this year. But hey, it was a day that I was off of work, so I guess I'll take what I can get. And that's just fine. Uh, on Twitter, I had posted that I was trying to see if I could get some topics to discuss for some slow weeks. And this was setting up to be a slow week. And then literally, <laughs> literally within the last like five days or so, just a bunch of shit hit the fan. Not necessarily in a bad way. This is all some pretty cool stuff. So this is not going to be just a random discussion episode like I was in initially thinking was going to be. We're just going to put that in the back pocket. So Chris, homie across the way. I'm sorry, I'm not going to talk about professional wrestling today. <laughs> All right, let me get my notes out here. My phone is at 38%, but that should last for this. I doubt this is going to be a super long episode. I love how whenever I started doing these, I was like, oh, these can be like, you know, 15, 20 minutes long, maybe an hour max. And meanwhile, every episode has been like an hour at least. And, you know, two episodes ago was a massive two hours of just me talking total nonsense but hey that's just fine if you guys continue to listen to them i'll continue to put these out i'll just talk about whatever the fuck i want to because that's how i do this shit so after 22 days of waiting 22 days 22 motherfucking days after release date, I finally got Cadaver by Blaze Dead Homie. That shit's unacceptable. It really is. I want to stress that I first emailed them, and then a week later, I think it was a week later, I messaged them on Instagram. And... That was where I got the response from. They told me that it was going to go out. Um, they, they they responded back. It was like 12.45 in the morning uh, on a Saturday. They messaged me saying it was going to go out that Monday. It did not. It ended up going out on Tuesday. And due to, again, more stupid bullshit, it took until the following Saturday for me to get my shit. Then again, this was just to get a copy of Cadaver as well as the... Long sleeve shirt with the new logo, the new Raiders Shield logo that they have for Blaze. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as well as the autographed um, flat, which I have two of. <laughs> I think uh, there was a mistake on mine. I asked for them to. Um, I asked if Blaze could sign it to Straight Edge Juggalo, which was the moniker that I went by for the longest time online, and I still do on certain avenues. You'll notice that on my Instagram. And uh, when I first got it, 
there I looked and it was like to Mike and I was like, ah, that's okay. It's still my name. And there was a second flat under it saying to straight edge juggalo. So I have two of these autographed flats and my guess is uh, he probably signed it to Mike first and then was like, well, shit, let's go ahead and sign another one. <laughs> Any mics who listen to the show? <laughs> so first off, I want to state that the shirt is awesome. I'm not a huge fan of long sleeve shirts. Typically, I only wear something long sleeves. If it's a hoodie or a jacket, I try not to wear long sleeve stuff because it annoys the fuck out of me. But this one was really, really nice. Very comfy. Didn't have to wash it ahead of time. It just felt really, really good. But that's not what you guys want to hear. You want to hear about the actual album itself. And I did... Again, I listened to it once, right when it came out, only one time, and back then I wasn't really able to sit down and grasp it, mostly because of my unseething rage that I wasn't, you know, actually listening to the copy that I owned. But, I digress. I've gotten a couple more listens of, of Cadaver. I listened a couple times um, as soon as I got it, and this is probably his best work in a while. I genuinely think that. Um, I think that it is a step in the right direction for what Blaze can do. Um, I mean, you think about it, Blaze is consistently releasing something every three or four years. That is, that's completely true. With the exception of when he put out um, Dead Vulture, and I think it was 2016... I think that sounds correct. Um, for then Casket Factory to be out, or rather, I think Casket Factory was actually first. I think that was in 2016. That's a it's a fuzzy period if I if I'm really really trying to think about it. But the first couple of years on MNE is when really Blaze was putting in probably the most work between the Gang Rags Reborn being the first official album released on Magic Ninja. Between that, between working on the Dark Lotus album, between working on uh, his own projects, between working on Triple Threat, uh, Blaze has probably been the most busy that he ever has been. People, I think, give Blaze a lot of grief for the time that is spent in between his official releases when he's part of so much shit. And, I mean, I've, I've even, like, joked about that before, but it's completely true. And his time on MNE, he has not been lazy. A lot of people might think that if they're looking at just his releases alone, but it's not the case. But this record, I think, is a step up from the Casket Factory. It's certainly better than the original Gang Rags. Where it compares to his early albums, like One Less G and Colton Grundy and Clockwork Ray, I don't know yet. I'm going to need more time with those. That said... I did think that the production for this is wonderful. There was only a handful of tracks that I didn't totally care for, and yet at the same time, I can't really remember what those were. Aside from the tracks that we heard ahead of time, um, which are very solid tracks on their own, uh, my standout track, if if I'm really thinking about it, is the track Let It Out, which features Young Wicked on the chorus. Um say what you will about Young Wicked, there's a lot of people who have very, very uh, intense thoughts about him. He is an all-star 
on Magic Ninja. There's no there's no doubt that that dude is getting the exposure and the push that he should have had on Psychopathic. Now, did he screw up that own, his own push on Psychopathic? Well, some people, and this is not me projecting, some people are going to say yes, other people are going to say no. I have no thoughts. <laughs> I'm staying neutral on that one. But the fact is, is where he was pushed to the side on Psychopathic, and m saw an opportunity, a mutually beneficial opportunity. He's running with it. Let It Out is probably my favorite track on there. And if it's not, it's high up there. Also, the track with Monoxide is sick. It's really fucking good. Um, Monoxide has been... He's been rapping his ass off. It was around Abominations where I really started to jump on the fact that Monoxide is a good rapper. It started a bit before then. If 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 I really think about it, Heartbroken and Homicidal, I think, might have been the turning point of where I really started enjoying Monoxide more. But he has really, like, something has clicked. And whether it's on Twisted stuff or whether he's featured on somebody else's stuff, on point. And his guest verse on the Blaze track, I think it's track three on Cadaver is it's phenomenal it might be the guest spot, best guest spot on the album but cadaver like i said i'm gonna have to give it more time but overall it's a really good album and it's it's not it doesn't overstay its welcome so blaze good job i think i think that mausoleum might still edge out over it I'm trying to think. I'm I'm gonna have to start really thinking about what my favorite albums of the year are. I'm gonna have to see if there if I have a list of like five or ten. I'm not gonna put them in an order and say this is by far my favorite album of the year. Um, I don't think that it's gonna be fair to do that, and it's gonna be really rough on myself to do so. But I still think that Mausoleum might be so far from what I've heard the best thing that Eminem has put out this year, and I have no problem saying that. Alazulu fucking killed that. Another thing that I've finally gotten around to listening to, I told y'all before, I'm pretty sure I did, that I ordered basically the entire discography of the Joker. I went from talking so much shit about this dude, maybe not a whole lot, but maybe just like if somebody mentions him or I see something, I'm like, really, this fucking guy? Uh, to eating every word I've said. I bought the 11 album pack on his site. So at the moment, still waiting because, again, there's no uh, actual announced date. Still waiting on the Juggalo project. And then he has a second uh, Trail of Destruction album that's also up for pre-order. I don't have that pre-ordered yet, but I will. Out of the 11 albums that I've gotten so far, I've been trying to go in order and I am nine albums done. This dude is talented as a motherfucker. He can do it all. The fact that he 
I mean, he went to school for, you know, music theory and composition and things like that. So obviously he knows what the fuck he's doing. But between that, lyrical ability, singing, rapping, all of that shit. Dude's a total fucking package there. I got nothing negative to say, really. And as I said, I've been trying to go in order. I, I, I have opinions, I will say this. Uh, I remember when I listened to the first record, uh, Welcome to the Show. There's 11 tracks on this. Now, there were two versions of that album. It is impossible for me to find the original one. So if anybody has one and they don't want it anymore, hit me up. But anyways... The the biggest issue that I've had with some of the music is anytime we talk about psychopathic, typically the longest songs or the biggest songs are the final songs. It makes sense whenever you're listening to a Joker's card and you have Pass Me By, when you have Nothing's Left, when you have The Unveiling. Those out those those final tracks make sense my issue is a couple of these songs are so long when you have a song that's five six seven eight minutes long i'm not even kidding that's legit you have multiple tracks like that on an album it can be a little bit weighing and a bit exhaustive for that reason alone the first album while i did enjoy it i can't say it would be my recommendation of this is the first thing you should listen to. If somebody wanted to go, if, if somebody asked me what Joker albums would you recommend for somebody to understand what he's about and what showcases him the best, I will give you three. Three recommendations. Not in any particular order. The first is going to be Mayhem Night, which... I think, for one, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely more tracks than what Welcome to the Show is, but they're a little bit more condensed. So, again, not as bloated in the the length of the tracks, but a nice uh, diversity of what's in there. So Mayhem Night, Confirmation Collection Volume 1 was also a standout for me. That has the track that I was listening to fucking nonstop. And Trail of Destruction. Now, Trail of Destruction is what you listen to when you want to hear diss tracks, because that's all that is. And my biggest complaint with that, I wish we could get a significantly toned down amount of homophobia, homophobic slurs, things like that. It's rap music. I know we're bound to have it. But man, sometimes it's just way too much. But yeah. I've been listening to those and I've been enjoying them. The Collective Chaos, uh, there's two of them, and those are similar to like a Tech Nine uh, collabos album. Basically, everything, whether it was, I'm not sure if it was Joker featured on somebody else's stuff or Joker just had a track and and people jumped on, but that's the case. It is not. There are no solo Joker songs, and um, most of them are good, especially for the fact that I don't know who most of the guests are. But at the same time, it doesn't fit into his bigger picture, I think. The only other album that I've kind of just been like, why is this a thing? Is Joker's Genesis, 
which is in a sense like a forgotten freshness basically it's just a collection of tracks that were created before his first actual album uh, it seems like it was just these were songs that were to help tone uh, not tone hone his craft while i admire that most of the tracks i just really could have done without and i think there was only a handful of them that just kind of stuck with me and i'll need to listen to it again to just pick those out as I do, I tend to just scrap the songs that I don't care for and remove those from my phone. But I won't be going back to that anytime soon. That said, I still have two albums to go through. And uh, I look forward to them. I really do. I've been enjoying that journey that I am going on. And to try and do that with an artist out of the blue is very very rare but sometimes that ends up generating one of my like favorites it happened to me last summer when i started listening of all things to breaking benjamin i had heard about them for so long and there was like two tracks that i knew and then i decided to just buy Two albums and a greatest hits. I just just saw them. They were cheaper. And I played the fuck out of them. I played them non-fucking-stop. Got the rest of the, the discography within the next, like, month and a half, two months, something like that. Still hooked. So it's interesting. It doesn't happen with every artist. It does not. But I still like whenever I get into an artist and then I'm like, oh, no, now I need to listen to more of their stuff. And then whenever I continue to follow that career, sometimes I get disappointed. Biggest example of that at this point is Theory of a Dead Man. First saw them in concert back in 2015, I want to say, with Three Days Grace. Hooked. Hooked on them. At that point, they had just released their fifth album. And I remember buying the fourth one first, and then the third. The third is probably their most famous album, Scars and Souvenirs. And I remember listening to those three albums quite a bit. Then I got the first two. They were okay. So the first, th or rather the third, fourth, and fifth albums are the ones that have stuck with me the most. Then the sixth one came out, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> their sound changed up quite a bit. Because of that, I haven't even bothered listening to anything from their most recent album. And I don't know what it sounds like. And unfortunately, I don't really have any interest in going to check. Maybe one day, but not anytime soon. That was a weird sound. Okay. Moving on. Not really anything, not really any other new stuff that I've heard about, or rather what I've listened to. As far as stuff that's gotten announced, though, um, this is going to tie a bit into some of the stuff that's going on at the moment. Now, as I'm recording this, it's Saturday, and this is Black Friday weekend. Most of these sales are going to be done by the time this comes out. However, I will at least let you know what they were 
just to rub it in your faces. First being an artist that I have vaguely gotten into, and that's Low Key. So the very first time I ever heard of Low Key was on the Tunnel Runners compilation from 2007, I think is when it was, with his track Neck Cutters. And since then, I've heard him on a couple things here and there. I've heard him do guest spots for Buckshot. I've heard him do guest spots for Alazolulu. Uh, he was featured on The Almighty with the track Into the Fire. And I remember that Neck Cutters was one of my favorite tracks from Tunnel Runners, and I had always like considered looking more into him and never really did. And earlier this year, back on, I think it was the, uh, April Fool's Day, actually, he had a massive like 50% off sale. And I was like, all right, time to buy a fuck ton of low-key stuff. <laughs> I remember um, sampling, I think, like, three albums. I just kind of had them on in the background to see, like, what I would like. And I was like, yeah, cool, I'll go with these ones. And I had grabbed his four cover albums. Or, no, I, I take that back. His four albums where he basically jacked other people's beats. The Jackie O Beats series. Uh... He has one covers album, which has an incredible rendition of Play With Me by ICP. And I grabbed a couple other ones. And I remember it took a long time for me to get them. And I felt bad because I, I did reach out asking if there was any kind of update because I never got tracking or anything. And like I feel bad because yeah, from what I understand, the dude does pretty much everything on his own. So I'm not going to bother anymore if I order something because I don't want to be an asshole or come off as such. So I bought all those uh, albums earlier this year, and I have listened to a goose egg of them. I haven't touched them. And I suck. This is the exact opposite of what I just mentioned with Joker. I bought all of those fucking CDs, and I haven't fucking touched them. I fucking suck. So why am I bringing this up now? Well, it's because... He did it again. Starting... Not this past Friday, not Black Friday, the Friday prior. Where big 50% off sale. And for those of you who are not aware, Loki wears these latex masks. These are masks that are generally... They're, they're handmade, uh, hand-painted, I believe. And the majority of them have special designs. A lot of them look like... Just to name a few, there's some that have a uh, painting that look like uh, Venom from Spider-Man. Uh, one of them looks like Freddy Krueger. One of them looks like it's uh, Bane's face mask. There were a couple of ones that were Joker. Uh, just a bunch of like pop culture references. And not only are they different painted, but there's also different actual facial styles. So these ones that are the special deluxe ones are typically $100. And so marking those down to 50 is a big deal. Some of the other ones, which are solo color ones, are normally like 70 bucks, so they were marked down to 35 He announced, and I think this might have been the first time he's ever done it, that he was doing shadow masks, which are basically just black slash grayscale. 20 bucks. I saw that, and I was like, what the fuck? 
And before, whenever I ordered those CDs, I was like, man, it'd be cool to have one of those masks. But I don't know, even even $50 is a bit rough. Meanwhile, I'm looking at these like 20 fucking dollars. Hell yes. So your boy bought three. <laughs> I think there were five, five or six different actual like mask molds. One of them is stylized like Mortal Kombat, uh, similar to the ninjas, like Sub-Zero Scorpion. So basically, I got a noob Cybot mask. And yeah, I was like, these are cool as shit. When am I going to wear them? I don't know. I work from home. I'll wear these fucking things while I'm sitting in front of my desk. <laughs> Who's going to see me? <laughs> and I bought more music. Including the newest album, which just came out, I believe is called Eyes of Parashuva. And what was interesting was... I ordered it because it was coming out this past Friday. And I knew that I wasn't going to get this stuff on time anyway. So I was like, eh, might as well just pre-order it. Go for it. Apparently, the album could not fit on the original discs that they had. So they had to get a new manufacturer. So the people who pre-ordered it, and I think they had like X amount left over... We're getting a special version of a special deluxe digipack version that has the full album because I guess there's, I think there's only nine tracks and then there's another nine that are different versions, altered versions of those. And uh, for the people who missed out and only are getting the regular version, there's only nine tracks. So paid to pre-order for once. And I'm not stressing about getting it early or getting it soon. I understand when... A for one, Black Friday sales. It's that time of the year. Shit's going to take longer. I understand that. I get it. I'm not going to be biting anybody's fucking head off for those. But I do want to start listening to that music as well. I need to just start listening to music while I'm working. I kind of have issues with it sometimes where I can't focus on it. I can put YouTube on in the background. No problem. I can put... Disney Plus on, and I have X-Men or Spider-Man playing on in the background. I'm never going to be able to go back and work in an office. <laughs> Anyways, it's different when I'm listening to music because sometimes I want to just focus on the lyrics. But I have had some times in recent weeks, especially because of Juggalo Judgment, where at least one of my listens I try and do while I'm at work. Just fine. So, low-key, I'm going to start listening to the music that I already got, and then hopefully I'll be caught up with that by the time the new stuff comes out. In, you know, January or February. <laughs> Two new albums are coming out this coming Friday on the 4th. I... I have both of them pre-ordered, as I do, because I have no life and no sense of control. The one was just announced this weekend. The other one I've known about for a while, but I kept putting off ordering. That one is Hollywood Undead. I believe the album is called New Empire Volume 2? I want to say that's what it is. I really should have checked. Yes, it is New Empire Volume 2. Now, Volume 1 came out, I believe it was earlier this year. And 
I've been a fan of Hollywood Undead since about 2008. I remember first hearing about them on MySpace, as everybody did back then. Because of the... It was like a 15-minute video that was put or put out that kind of just introduced them and showed them what they were about. And I remember just thinking, these guys are fucking crazy. Hearing the song Undead, which samples Crazy Train, I was like, this is fucking hardcore. This is awesome. And then, uh, and I think it was... September or October of that year, I happened to go to a record store while I was up in college, and I just saw the album Swan Songs. I was like, oh, this this is that band that I heard about. I should cop this. And so I did. Man, I listened to that album pretty much on repeat for almost a full month. Swan Songs was... Just it fucking blew my mind. There was not a single song on there that I wanted to skip. That's rare for me. So, Hollywood Dead, from that point on, I was hooked. Kept up with their careers since then. So, I remember American Tragedy coming out, running to Best Buy to get the deluxe edition that was only there. Loved it. Notes from the Underground. Specifically went to Best Buy to get the exclusive version there as well. Liked it a little bit less, yet it has one of my favorite songs of all time by them. It's interesting whenever you have that. Sometimes there's that one really big song that stands out on an album that you just don't get hype for nearly as much. That's the case there. Track is Dead Bite. Love it. Day of the Dead came out in, I think it was 2013? That sounds about right. 2013 or 2015, something like that. And I think that might be my favorite album by then. It's a toss-up between that and Swan Songs, but just good shit. At this point, the only thing that I don't have by them is the American Tragedy Redux, which is a remix album. And I remember sampling it and fucking hating it. So... You win some, you lose some. But then the album 5 came out, and that was where it kind of started to just peter off a bit. Where the only tracks that I really, really cared about were the ones that were singles. And they're strong singles, don't get me wrong, but they were the only standouts. Maybe I should revisit and see? But that's how that was for me. So whenever New Empire Volume 1 came out, first off, pre-ordered it from Newberry Comics. For those who aren't aware, Newberry Comics, they tend to have autographed copies of albums. Now it's different for, you know, the artists. The very first time I ever heard of them was back when Twisted was releasing The Darkness. They had signed copies of The Darkness on there, so I fucking bought a signed copy of The Darkness from there. Was that The Darkness, or was it... Um, Continuous Evolutions. I don't remember. I think it was The Darkness. Yeah, it was definitely The Darkness, because I was still living at home. I remember that. Anyways, I've kept that site up, and I constantly check to see if there's any other artists that I really enjoy that are having signed copies. And I've probably bought about a half dozen or so from there. And a couple of them have been Hollywood Undead. Go figure. 
Twisted, they had it actually. I'm almost certain they did Continuous Evolutions as well. Generation Nightmare, they had, <laughs> they had it, but it that wasn't signed. They gave you a copy of Haunted Highons. I think issue two was an exclusive cover that they had, and that was signed. I think that they also had Year of the Sword signed. They might still have some copies every now and then. You can check. But anyways, I digress. I kept checking to see if New Empire Volume 2 by Hollywood Undead was going to be on there. And it just never popped up. So I just got tired of waiting and I said, fuck it. Went on their site and I've ordered it. Now, New Empire Volume 1... I got about midway through and I was like, what's going on with this? Their style has evolved, sure, but it started to feel a bit bland. I want to listen to that record again before I listen to Volume 2 just to kind of prep myself. Because at this point I've only heard, I think, three songs from the new one. The first being Idol, which he just features Tech 9 and is pretty fucking good and the other features i believe a vocalist from ice nine kills and jacoby shaddix from fucking papa roach that's some hype shit anybody remember this was this was a while ago a while ago i don't even fucking remember how long it was dj clay posted a picture on social media it's a picture of him with i think it was johnny three tears and i think charlie c that sounds right or it might have been j dog and i don't know how that came about but i almost i was like is there gonna be like hollywood undead featured on a dj clay mixtape or are they gonna link up with icp and do a track i don't fucking know nothing happened hollywood undead for the longest time just worked by themselves and it wasn't until, if I remember correctly, it wasn't until V slash 5 where they actually had a guest feature on it. And that was Be Real by Cypress Hill, uh, of Cypress Hill rather. Which, hey, that's a big fucking uh, guest spot to have. I am excited for this release. They're a band that I genuinely have enjoyed for now 12 years, dear God. I always get a little bit nervous when I start to think, man, I wish that they would make something that sounds like blank. Because it just makes me feel like I'm stuck in the past. It gets scary whenever you think about that. When you think that either A, an artist has sacrificed what made them popular to just make stuff that I, that sounds commercialized or anything like that. Or that just the new stuff isn't good. Take, for example, the band Def Leppard. Def Leppard went through a very weird period that unfortunately they have not gotten out of. Back in, I think it was 1995, they released their greatest hits, which was Vault. And man, is that just an awesome Greatest Hits album. 
when a good portion of the tracks are from Hysteria, which is easily their best album of all time, at a time where it was uncertain whether Def Leppard was even going to continue, if I remember correctly, that was the first album after their drummer was in that uh, terrible car accident and lost his arm, busted his ass, and it became one of their best, if not the best, albums that they've ever created. I believe it was right after Vault is when Slang came out. And it was quite a shift. And unfortunately, that same shift just kept going on through their career. With Euphoria, with X, which is panned by most fans. And they've never really gotten back to what made them so loved in the first place. Now, granted, their lead singer cannot hit those notes that he did back then. And as somebody who's seen Def Leppard fucking seven times live, I can attest to that. I don't want to have an artist make the same album that they did before. The only reason why I would want them to do that necessarily is if they wanted to because the technology allows them to do so. I'm curious what a Carnival of Carnage would sound like made in 2020. Adding more to them, the vocals sounding better. I'm not saying digitally remastered, I'm saying rebuild it, ground up. But I don't want somebody just rehashing everything imaginable. There's a certain magic and a certain mind state that you have to be in to create any form of music, to be completely honest. I guess it's just tapping into that same exact thing that was felt the first time. It's very hard to recapture that. I don't think that Hollywood ever, Undead's ever going to make another Swan Songs. And that's probably for the best. There's a lot of people who don't care for anything after that strictly because of Deuce being out of the group. But I don't know. I do look forward to hearing the new one. The singles are strong. It's a good start. The other album that I know about that's coming out this Friday is by Ritz. Yes, Ritz just came out with an album two months ago. That sounds about right. Holy shit. And he's releasing a new one this coming Friday. And what is it? It is a 10-track Christmas album. Y'all, I, I only own like maybe five Christmas albums, something like that. Okay, it's a couple more than that, but <laughs> I'm so excited to hear a Ritz Christmas album. He was on Instagram. He posted he posted a video on Instagram earlier, and there was basically him doing a rendition of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I love when Ritz sings, and I look forward to hearing the actual rapping, because there's rapping with it too, obviously, but man, just... <laughs> This 
I, I need funny Christmas music. I can't stand the traditional shit. I worked in retail for six years, yo. I, I can't do it. Being at a fucking mall earlier and hearing Christmas music just drove me up a fucking wall. But this stuff I can handle. But Ritz. It's a Ritz Christmas, bitch. I look forward to it. I really, really do. I'll have to add it to my Christmas or my Christmas playlist with my ICP and my Twisted. Where's my Christmas calico? <laughs> I need that. Let's move on to some of the big announcements. Big announcements. First up, Crimson Crow pre-orders did go up. We mentioned this last episode and um, did not get the straw hat. I was really, really disappointed. I thought I was going to see a straw hat up and nothing. So you have failed me, Magic Ninja. So we have, I'm looking at it right now. You can just get the album. You can get it with a minifigure vinyl. Basically something like a Funko, but doesn't look anything like a Funko. And that's the version I got. Come on, I collect these these things. Uh, they have a shirt pre-order. They have a trucker hat pre-order. And I'll admit, the actual logo on the, the hat, because it's embroidered, is sick. But I hate trucker style hats, so I did not buy it. They got a screen printed zip up hoodie and they have a skateboard deck. That skateboard deck is hot as fuck. It's a really nice one. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and look at this uh, track list that we got up here. I'm going to list off these songs. There are 15 tracks. Does not give any actual uh, track lengths, but that's okay. So let's go in order. Track one, we have Red Clay Crazy featuring Ritz. As an aside, I have been hoping for a Ritz and Boondocks collaboration for actual years. I think I was asking for that back whenever, like, Apodon came out. Something along those lines. Basically, shortly after I heard of Ritz, I was like, put these two on a track. Track two is Forgiven. Three is Get It In. Four is Reimagine. Five, The Devil's Strings. Six is Born to Lose, featuring Blazia Dead Homie. Seven is Talk to Spirits. Eight is Red October, featuring Stevie Stone and Buckshot. Nine is Wild Horses. Ten is Soul to Take. Eleven is K7 Lethal, featuring Save and Abel. Twelve is Broken Never Shattered, featuring Red. Thirteen is Overthinking. Fourteen is Demons at My Door, featuring David Ray and Hard Target. And 15 is Self-Destruction featuring Jamie Madrox. This is a stacked album. It really, really is. The track that's got Stevie Stone and Buckshot, Buck is obviously going to have a, a verse on there. I'm assuming Stevie Stone is just going to be doing the hook. I don't foresee him having a full verse on that. Stevie Stone can sing like a motherfucker though, so I really do expect that on that track. K7 Lethal was the first track that was actually released. 
that was put up a few weeks ago, and actually the song Get It In was released not this past Friday, but the Friday prior on social media. It is also the track that was featured on the sampler that was given out, or rather that you could kind of buy if you did the uh, the digital show. I did find out, though, that they had those samplers at Rock of Ages in Detroit, so people got that. Anyways, that sampler, I did get that also. It had the track Get It In, and it had a... <sighs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show my annoyance real quick. Most of the time, these samplers that are put out, whether it's by Psychopathic or Magic Ninja, and there haven't been many of them in recent years, the last one that I really knew that they put out physically was the one for Casket Factory. They did technically have a sampler for Generation Nightmare. It was only digital and nothing special. But the cool thing about a lot of these, and I remember the one from Crimson Creek, was it was basically a story being told and then interwoven where some of the samples from these songs. Most of the time, these samplers were like six to sometimes like 12 minutes long or something like that. This is like just over two minutes long. Nothing to go with. It's literally just here's I think six or seven little bits of songs. I was like, really? Like at that point, like this CD is just over five minutes long. Why are you even pressing this? Just seemed like a waste of time, in my opinion. We get Red on this album. Red, you didn't have Boondocks on yours. Boondocks, you're making Red work on your record. What the hell's going on? It's not fair. No reciprocation. I'm still waiting on Red's album. As we mentioned before, I wasn't getting that on release date because of the Freak Show lunchbox shit that apparently is still delayed because they just got the final thing in or they were getting it soon so I'm not getting it until like (sighs) mid-December whatever can't win can't win so yeah remember uh, Crimson Crow comes out on the 18th so the week before Christmas get those in Fingers crossed that it actually comes in before Christmas. Also announced, Cottonmouth King's OG Demos. As we mentioned uh, in the past, original member Saint Dog passed away at... um, I believe it said he was 46. it It was just before his birthday, I believe. And uh, D-Lok found a lot of the demos of the P-Town Ballers. And this was back whenever, for, for those who don't remember, Richter was an original member of the group. And then for some reason had left. So it was, you know, basically as far as vocalist goes, Daddy X, uh, Saint Dog, and D-Lok. But originally, it wasn't that, if I remember correctly, Daddy X was not in the group. It was St. Dog, Johnny Richter, d So d has found these demos and was getting them remastered. 
and he is putting them out on December 1st. So, this coming Tuesday. Only 500 physical copies are being pressed. It'll be available digitally to, to stream, I guess. But this is the only way to get a physical copy of this album. They said there's going to be bundles. Don't know if you'll be able to purchase the CD just on its own. But it'll be on CottonmouthKingsStore.com. I'm almost certain that's the actual official site. Double check on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you check your shit. But I'm almost certain that's what it is. Anyways. We have not gotten old, old Cottonmouth King shit in years. And to hear the songs that basically got them seen is a big deal. I'm very, very curious if any of these tracks were ones that eventually got reworked for Royal Highness for their for their debut. I'm going to try and get a copy of this. I was talking to um, Robbie of Twisted History, and I wonder if in 2020, if this is going to sell out quickly. Thinking about it now, I don't think it's going to sell out as quickly as it would have 10 years ago. Yes, Subnoise is starting to come back up and gain more prominence, or regain prominence, rather. But they're not at the level that they were before KMK left Subnoise. And I think it's going to take a bit more time. But it could happen. They need to put out something by Cottonmouth Kings. They need to put out... Maybe if... Oh God, I didn't even think about this. Put out our new Subnoise Soldiers. Get everybody who's on the label to spit some shit. Get people who aren't normally on each other's stuff on something. They've got the artists. You've got Cottonmouth Kings. You've got King Spade. You've got Head P.E. back on there. Easily one of their most recognizable groups by far, especially in the mainstream world. You've got Whitney Payton. You've got Swollen members. You've got all of these people. Get them to do some shit together. We haven't had an official Subnoise Soldiers album since, what was it, 2009, I think? Is that when Blast from the Past came out? Because we're not talking about the the two disc that came out, which was literally just, oh, any time that they worked with somebody, this is a this is what we're putting it on. Which don't get me wrong, it's a great compilation, and it's a wonderful way to either a uh, hear Subnoise artists for the first time, or b uh, get twelve tracks that have Tech Nine, which is legitimately true. I am looking forward to this. It'll be cool to hear some old Cottonmouth Kings. I understand the sound quality is not going to be as great as you know something that was released today, but I am looking forward to this, so i got to keep my eyes open because I'm going to try and order this shit. Uh, 500 copies is rough, though. I wish they'd put out more. 500 copies is what you put out for a fucking vinyl. 
like a local vinyl or something like that. It's rough for a CD, man. But we'll see. We'll see. I am curious what the price is going to be. If you're having it be that that small an amount, part of me wants to say that the CD on its own is going to cost 20 bucks. If you if they're selling just copies of the CD. If this is something where you got to buy the CD and you got to and you get a shirt with it and all this shit and you're going to have this motherfucker total over 100 bucks, that's going to piss me off. And honestly, that might turn me away from it. Unless I can fucking sell the shirt or whatever. Because I don't need it. But, we'll see. December 1st. I don't know if it's, I don't know what time. That's what annoys me the most. I'm on the East Coast. I don't know if they're going to go by West Coast time or what. Is it going to be midnight East Coast? Is it going to be midnight West Coast? Is it going to be sometime during the fucking random ass part of the day when I work? Because I'll still try and get it. (laughs) But, we'll have to see. The surprise that came out this week that we're going to talk about is the brand new album from Twisted. Now, Monoxide had said, I think it was last month, that on Black Friday, probably be able to order Twisted's new album. Again, we talked about this before. They were going to release three albums this year. Unfortunately, delays happened. Rock album is getting pushed to first quarter next year. They were still coming out with the hip hop album this year. And on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, we get an article from the Alternative Press to basically gave us a new song to listen to, as well as the track list for Revelation, which is spelled really fucking weird. That's all fine and dandy, and then whenever you continue reading, you find out the album is coming out uh, this week. It came out on Black Friday. The album came out on Black Friday. You can order physical copies that don't ship until December 7th, which I think is a Monday, but the album is out now. You can stream it. Apparently, you can stream it fucking everywhere except for goddamn YouTube Music. It is on Apple Music. It is on Spotify. It's on, I think, Amazon. But you don't have the motherfucking thing available to stream on YouTube Music. The one thing that I actually have access to because it was included in my YouTube Premium. As such, and this isn't even by me like adamantly not trying, I haven't listened to this album because it is not available on the streaming service that I have. Yes, could I go and listen to it on Spotify on my computer? Yeah, I could. But I don't get on my computer unless I absolutely have to. Like literally right now as I'm recording this and subsequently going to edit this. I don't listen to shit on the computer. And I barely stream. It is not unknown that I have my self-imposed stupid fucking rule of waiting to listen to something until I actually have my own legal copy of it. That's fucked me over many a time, but this time it's not even my fault. As it stands right now, the last thing that Twisted has on YouTube music, with the exception of the current singles that have been put out, like Rose Petal and uh, Perfect Problem, Songs of Sam Hain, 
is listed under Twisted. It, Even though it's a compilation, it's listed under Twisted. But that's the last thing that's on there. Why Revelation is not on YouTube Music, I have no idea. That's frustrating. That said, any of y'all who've listened to it, let me know what you think. I've heard some people say that it's one of their best records that they've done. If I remember correctly, and I'm calling you out, Stank Biscuits, I believe that he said that this is the best album that they put out on Magic Ninja, or at least better than the last two albums they put out. So better than Mad Season, better than Generation Nightmare. We'll see how I feel about that whenever I get it in like, I don't know, five fucking weeks if they decide to send me my shit on time. I swear I'm not bitter. The other quick surprise involving that was they had their Black Friday sale. It started on technically on Thanksgiving. So midnight, basically. Wednesday going into Thursday. They added like, what was it, 64 new items? A lot of crazy shit. And um, their sales, I mean, okay, let's be real. Stuff wasn't on sale. They just put new stuff out, and you they had promotions. So every order got a sticker, I think, like a holiday sticker. If you ordered Revelation, you also got a Revelation sticker. I think is what it is. Orders over $35 got a collectible coin. Limited supply. And the bane of my existence is orders over $75 got a copy of For the Fam Volume 3. So a shirt, a hat, a CD, and an ornament later. And I get another CD. That's what I did. That's what I did. And I have no shame about it. Y'all remember we did talk about For the Fam Volume 1. There's never been a physical copy of it. Um, nothing that was, wasn't bootlegged, at least. Back in 2014... For the Fam Volume 2 came out. It was available as a free download on Datpiff. They also pressed um, some physical copies. The original only way to get that was by purchasing a t-shirt that had the cover of For the Fam Volume 2 on it. Basically, that was included as a free gift because you can't technically buy it because there were uncleared samples on it. It's a fucking mixtape. What do you expect? There were also copies given away at Juggalo Day, I think it was the year or two years later. So, uh, and then they've sold them at uh, at concerts for like ten bucks. For the Fan Volume Two is a fun compilation. Couple skits on there, but some rarities as well. Not just uh, not just you know old stuff or whatever, but like they did put some stuff on there that wasn't released yet there were two zodiac imprint songs that were put on before the zodiac imprint album was out they just had it with different instrumentals it also had an original version of the song drugs and alcohol which would be featured on get twisted however i believe that the instrumentals because there's two different instrumentals in it 
I think that those were tracks that were, you know, by another artist. One of the standout tracks from it was Layaway, which might be one of, if not my favorite, Dark Lotus song. Mean it. Still incredibly baffled as to why I never got actually put out on something. Now we get for the fan volume three. No info about it. Nothing. And let's be honest, it was smart that they didn't announce it ahead of time. But I saw that banner and I was like, well, fuck, I need it. As it stands right now, I do believe that that promotion is still going on. Assuming they still have copies, we'll see. But... To my knowledge, they haven't put that out on Datpiff for download yet. It's not available for download on their site. This is another problem that I have regarding Revelation. When Songs of Sam Hain came out, you got a download of that immediately. Why am I not getting that with Revelation? Why is it that so many of these other artists or record labels, if I buy an album that has a release date, why is it that on release day I'm not getting this download code or anything like that? I'm pretty sure that the reason is to help drive up streaming numbers. As of tonight, it was number five on the rap charts, which is a big deal. Let's, I'm, I'm not even going to try and act like it's not a big deal, but fuck, man, come on. Anyways, for the Van Volume 3 is currently not available anywhere to download. I'm curious if they're actually going to do so. I think that they should. If, if they put for the Fan Volume 3 on Dadpiff or anything like that, I'm actually going to check right now, but I don't think that that's, I don't think that they actually did so. No. It's not up. It's not up there. It's not up on their fucking uh, SoundCloud. So, it's apparently the only way you're going to hear it is if you spend $75 or more. Until somebody leaks it, obviously. But I am very curious as to what they're putting on it and how much they're putting on it. Remember, the original For the Fan was only four songs, and also there was a short interview with Monoxide on it. But the second one was pretty lengthy, if I remember correctly. I actually am going to double-check. I did just see it pop up on here. Let me go to Discogs. Let's pop up on here. So that one came to just over an hour long, which is a really good amount. Now, mind you, at one point there is an eight-minute skit. There is a five-minute skit. And there is a 13-minute song, which is just a mashup of a bunch of shit. But still, 17 tracks at just over an hour long, that's pretty damn good. Oh, there was another skit in there for six minutes. So, okay, we're eliminating about... 20 minutes in skits. That's fine. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'd like for there to be about an hour's long um, on this CD for, for me having to spend $75 to get that. Also, um, I didn't even 
consider, I didn't put this in my notes, but I just remembered that um, Buckshot is re-releasing his second album. I believe that is one more for the haters. Give me one second so I can bring this up. Should still be up there. Unless the site's going to be shit, which it might be. It's not. One more for the haters in a 20-year uh, anniversary version that is being remastered by Rob Rebeck, who you might know uh, from his time Strange Music. And it also has a bonus disc, which is the quietest EP. It is six new songs, I believe is what it is. It is a nine-track album. Let's see. So six new tracks plus bonus material. Now, I recognize a couple of the songs on this because, and this might be the, the three tracks that have already been released, one of them being Bleed, which features Twisted Insane. I actually have this track, but I haven't gotten to listen to it yet, just because of all the Joker shit I've been listening to. Um, but uh, but yeah, they were, I think this is only, I think there's only X amount of, of this, but I could be wrong. Uh, that said, I dig Buck. I'm not as huge a fan of his pre-Helter Skelter stuff. I think because I just prefer the more horrorcore Buck. Um, but getting something digitally remastered, as well as a, an EP of all new stuff, is a pretty damn good deal. So I would recommend that. He's also, if for some reason, and I, I know I talk him up a lot, but if anybody wanted to like get into Buckshot, now is the time to do it because he's got a crazy good sale going on right now. Getting the entire Helter Skelter box set for $60 is insane. I'm here for free promotion. <laughs> Go check out Mob Shop. Literally do it today if it's Sunday. Because I think it's still going to be on sale. I don't know how long that sale is going on, but go ahead and check. You can get shit really cheap right now. CDs are like five bucks and shirts and shit. Like, stuff is good priced. It's good quality. I got no problem. Again, I, I said this before. I got no problem hyping up shit that I actually enjoy. Whether I'm asked to or not. And I haven't been asked to. I'm just saying that because I think Buck is a cool ass dude. And this shit's dope. And the last thing that I get to discuss comes to our friends from Psychopathic Records. And that's Insane Clown Posse. It was just announced last night that ICP's HelloFresh Holidays Patreon streams. We have an actual schedule now. It's great that they finally gave it to us whenever it's, you know, a couple days before they're going to charge us sixty six fifty and and tax and whatever the fuck, um, they should not have waited that long to to give that info. I'm pretty sure that the the other ones, the ones for October, were announced sooner. But a lot of people were starting to get pissed off. People are already pissed off because they haven't gotten the gift bags from the October ones. We were notified a couple weeks ago that I guess the first. 
coins came in and they weren't happy with the product, so they were getting new ones made. Um, again, that was a couple weeks ago. We haven't heard anything since. I'm not stressing. I did not expect this shit to be here instantly. So when it gets here, it gets here. Great. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to list these off. These streams are on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Mondays. So exactly the same as the last one. And all right, I'm just going to list them off. December 2nd, the Clown Cook-Off Show. I should I should state I briefly looked at this when I first saw this email I did not really look into anything else so I'm gonna laugh at these December 5th Succulent Soup December 7th 20 Years of the Gathering Podcast December 9th Holiday Love Auction December 12th Examination of a Super Ninja. December 14th, The Zen of Love Podcast. (laughs) December 16th, JCW's Bring Down the House. December 19th, Juggalo Night Court. December 21st, Slideshow Spectacular. December 23rd, Big Ball's Christmas Party. December 26th, ICP's Great Escape. December 28th, A Night with the Crystal Die. And December 30th, ICP's Pointless Pizza Party. So, as the October ones were, these are all being taken, uh, they're all taking place at Valenche's house. Because, sure, why the fuck not? (laughs) Initially, I am a little bit disappointed that we're not getting another You Produce ICP. I thought that was a really fun experience, and I was hoping that we were going to get something like that. I was really hoping that we were going to get that, like, that'd be the first or second night, and we get to make Christmas songs. But alas... They didn't ask me for for help. As somebody who only watched a couple of the streams from October, I'm intrigued, to say the least. Uh, Thank God that they came up with a much easier name for these streams, uh, because Violent J could never fucking remember what the last one was called. I don't even remember what the last one was called, but when Violent J himself can't remember, that's pretty fucking sad. Some of these are going to be interesting, though. I want to know what the holiday love auction is. I'm assuming it's going to be for specific items from around psychopathic records. I, I'm scared to think of an auction because I'm scared to see what people are going to pay for this shit. If anybody didn't see, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, they, they pressed a very small amount of sterling silver charms that were the Carnival of Carnage. And they sold super quick. But they put up the um the prototype one a couple days ago and it sold for $3,500 and it makes me so like I got nauseous when I read that number who the fuck had $3,500 they were just thrown away 
on a prototype charm. That's incur- that's that's fucking insane. That's fucking insane. But that's beside the point. It ain't my money, so I'm not gonna. I can't judge them, or at least I shouldn't. I find the Zen of Love podcast to be interesting. For those that don't know, Zen of Love is a track featured on the House of Wax EP. House of Wax EP only being available physically in the first six box set. That's the stupidest fucking idea they ever did. Since there's only been two pressings of that and the first one's fucked up. And you can't find the fucking thing anymore. So, way to go. I actually might be checking that one out. That one sounds funny. Uh... I'm actually very interested in the JCW show as well. I uh, I never went back to watch the one from October, but I do want to check that out. Curious who they're going to get for it. I should look to see if there's any results from the original one. I want to see if there's anybody that I'm familiar with. Juggalo Night Court is interesting. Uh, if I remember correctly, that is something that's fairly common at the gathering. Where, you know, people get caught doing stupid shit. They, they have a night court for it. So, how they're going to incorporate this into one of these streams, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. I find that doing Big Ball as Christmas Party, obviously they typically do that before Christmas, I understand that, but that's going to be the performance one, whereas back in October the performance was the final show because it was Hella Wicked, but... I, um, I'm curious if any of this other stuff is going to be, like, what they're going to have with it. ICP's Pointless Pizza Party just sounds funny. From from what I gather, they haven't, it doesn't show it on here, but I'm guessing that some of these are going to be open to, you know, paying public as well. Similar to some of the events from the, from October. So, we'll have to see. But it's going to be interesting. I, um, no announcement of, uh, of anything else with it, though. Like, if we're going to get a gift bag, which, let's be completely honest, if we're spending, you know, 70 bucks for this, they they got to throw in something. And I they, they probably will. As an offshoot of this, um, it must be stated. I was under the impression that Black Friday would come and we were going to get pre-orders for Yum Yum Bedlam and we don't now prior to Friday in the last couple weeks a lot of people are saying that they don't believe that the album is going to be released on Christmas we're getting no information we're getting basically the silent treatment about this album it is very 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 reminiscent of how Fearless Fred Fury was that scares me. I really thought we were going to get the pre-orders for it in like on Black Friday because the album is supposed to be out in less than a month now. I was almost certain that they said during the seminar that the album was done or near done. So I... I have no idea. Now, I currently have a bet with Robbie, with Twisted History. And I'm good for these, I swear. 
if Christmas comes and goes and Yum Yum Bedlam is not released, or if it is announced ahead of time that Yum Yum Bedlam's release date is being pushed back, I owe him a copy of Yum Yum Bedlam. This came about because he was like, I bet you 20 bucks it's not happening. I was like, so you're betting a copy of Yum Yum Bedlam? He's like, yeah, pretty much. I was like, I'll take that bet. So, basically, this is currently in his favor. (laughs) I need Yum Yum Bedlam to be released on Christmas Day. It needs to be released on Christmas Day. It it can be streaming on Christmas Day. Even if the physical copies don't come out until January or whatever, if it is available to stream on Christmas Day, I win. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm starting my social media feud with Robbie. Twizzler versus Seventeener. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I've already broken kayfabe. I would never want to feud with Robbie. He seems too nice. He seems too cool and I want him to be on the show one day. So, guys, keep your fingers crossed um, that Yum Yum Bedlam does come out on Christmas Day. If not, then Santa's a fat bitch. <laughs> I think that's everything, guys. I, um, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to edit this and I'm going to put it up ready for, for the time it's supposed to release. And then I'm just going to chill because I have... Nothing else of note. As always, feel free to hit us up on social media. Whether you hit up the Juggalo Judgment Ones, you know. You know what they are at this point. I don't have to tell you. And if you think I have to tell you, they're in the description. You can see it right there. But you can also hit me up directly. You can hit me up on Twitter, at MikeSpawn, the S-E-J. You can hit me up on Instagram. Straight at Juggalo. Sometimes that's the better one to do because there's no fucking character limit. Although if you DM me on Twitter, there's no character limit there too. So, you know, fuck it. Hit me up on there. Hit me up on Magic the Gathering Arena. <laughs> X Omega Shark X. I don't know what the, the number code is. <laughs> Hit me up on PlayStation. Um, what the fuck is my name on PlayStation? My Omega Shark there too. I don't remember. X Omega X Shark X. Go ahead and add me there. I don't play games online really. Unless you play Overwatch. Then play with me. We'll, we'll go to the other side. Fuck. <laughs> Alright everybody. Let me know what you guys think, as always. And uh, we'll see you again soon. I was trying to think of something a little bit more profound to say at the end, but I guess I got nothing. And that really sucks. But I love you. <laughs> Bye, guys.
Stay safe. Much love to you.